Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And happy Friday to you, recording this and doing this live on a Friday night. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is the podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about some of the Saints' key injuries they have uh, leading into their game versus the Tennessee Titans. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about Odell Beckham's decision to sign with the Los Angeles Rams. But thank you all for filing in, coming in. Uh, come on, come all, come on and file in. Uh, feel free to comment uh, throughout the show for those that are new. Uh, this is a very interactive Saints podcast. You all make the show, okay? We have topics, of course, but uh, ask your questions. Uh, feel free to make comments throughout the show. We embrace that no matter if you're talking about the New Orleans Saints or just the NFL in general. And even though this is a New Orleans Saints show, we invite everybody over. Friends, foes, doesn't matter. All right, but let's go ahead and get started, man. Um, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> I'm pretty sure all of you have seen the news, right? You've seen uh this has been a really bad news week for the New Orleans Saints. Uh from a lot of players that are very key to the same success being injured to Odell Beckham deciding not to sign with the New Orleans Saints, but to pursue a, uh, I guess, a football career in Los Angeles. So, you know, Saints fans haven't had a lot to be happy about this week. And I know that um, I haven't done a show in the last couple of days, but, you know, I, I have a lot of time to think about what I was about to say about this. And I want to start before I get into the injuries. I want to start with this Odell Beckham Jr. news. Now, Odell decides that he wanted to sign with the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I know some people in the Who That Nation may not want to hear this, but in some ways, I understand. I, I really do. I understand why he signed with the Los Angeles Rams. You have a guy who is an offensive innovator in Sean McVay. Guy understands offense. You have a really good quarterback in Matthew Stafford and an extremely talented football team on both sides of the football. And you also have guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, that can also be able to uh, make plays alongside you. So I do understand. But on the other hand, it just made me lose a little bit of respect for Odell Beckham Jr. And I lost respect for Odell because of how he approached this whole thing. You know, the fact that, you know, the news cycle came out about him, you know, taking some time to make a decision from, you know what I'm saying, having everybody waiting and everybody basically just, uh, you know, you know, pandering over him. It just made me just realize that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't sign with the New Orleans Saints. And, and, you know, I understand that the Saints need a wide receiver. They need a number one. They don't have one. You got a lot of uh, key contributors that are out there i understand that you know you don't have a really solid wide receiver that you can say is a number one but i please i i'm i'm pleased that he didn't sign with the new orleans saints because for some apparent reason i thought that maybe he turned over a new leaf maybe you know what i'm saying the fact that he left new york goes to cleveland and things didn't work out his way maybe you know he'll want to go somewhere to try to solidify himself you know, as, as a true player and one of the top receivers in the league. But just that whole waiting game and the, set, the fact that he decided to choose Los Angeles over a team that he could have got most of the targets, been that number one guy, and really truly showed everybody that, you know, really true, um, you know, he could have really showed people that he was that guy. And he didn't. You know, so, I mean, I, I'm, you know, to me, when he didn't come out, when when he look, I, I put it like this. On Friday of last week, you knew that the Cleveland Browns were going to let you go. Bump all that stuff about oh, we're going to have him stay at home. The reason why they decided for you to stay at home was because so they can work out some of these deals. Over the weekend, you had an opportunity to really figure some things out, but the fact that he cleared waivers which he knew most likely he would and then he played this whole waiting game and has everybody on social media asking him please Odell please come play for this team and come play for this team and we would love to have you over here 
just so everybody can look at him as being a center of attention. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I just got off the wagon. I'm honest. I was, I was, I was off the wagon. I'm like, make a decision or keep it moving. Because I don't feel like most people do about the New Orleans Saints team. Now I understand that Michael Thomas is out for the season. I understand that you had a lot of guys dropping passes. But the Saints this entire season have shown us that they can find ways to win. And they have been winning games without Odell Beckham Jr. And I am a firm believer that they can win games after Odell Beckham Jr. I've been saying this, and I'm not just saying this because it's a sour grape, so I'm being petty. But Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't done a damn thing in like three, four years. I mean, pre-game warm-up, one-hand snags and, and funny-looking visors and one-hand snags in your rookie season, dude hasn't done much except get hurt. So we basically are waiting and hoping and wishing and praying that this dude come to the Saints, hoping that he can muster up what we've seen the first couple years in the league. But this dude hasn't done a damn thing in years. I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about post, you know what I'm saying, one-hand snag, post-ACL tear, he still was at the bottom tier. So I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So it's not like, as a Saints fan, we're like, man, this is like a, a, a you know what I'm saying, a 100-catch dude. We basically were getting excited over the potential or what we have seen from this dude. But in reality, we haven't seen this in years. So even though I would have been excited if he would have signed with the Saints, yes, I would have been excited because I felt like Sean Payton would have put him in position to succeed. But at the same time, I feel like he would come to the Saints with a lot to prove because be honest with yourself. And once again, this is not sour grace because he didn't sign with the Saints. But when we were talking about some of the best wide receivers in the league over the past couple of years, this dude name wasn't coming up. He wasn't coming up in your top three or your top five. Heck, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we talking about the top 100 players of the league, this dude has been at the bottom. And his numbers have not increased over the last couple of years when it comes to him being elected by his peers. So even if he would have came to the Saints, he would have had something to prove. But me, personally, after he decided right after waivers, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and people coming out saying he was going to take some time. I was like, man, I'm off this thing. Because it just proved to me like he just wanted to be the center of attention. He that, That's all he wanted. And him coming going to Los Angeles, to me, has very little to do with the Rams organization and everything to do with the fact that he is out there in Hollywood and he can hang out and, and rub shoulders with his best friend Drake and all those other stars out there. Because honestly... You know, I got to see more out of Odell Beckham Jr. before I feel like he is still in that conversation as being one of the best wide receivers in the league. So what do I think about this? We move forward, right? The Saints are five and three right now. They're sitting in a good spot. And I'm seeing clowns on social media talking about the Saints need to tank. First off, you need to sit the tail down with that ridiculous nonsense, that ridiculous rhetoric, because you got yourself all uh, worked up because you thought that the Saints were going to get Odell Beckham Jr. But how, like, I put it like this. Odell Beckham Jr. is similar to this. Odell Beckham Jr. is like you going to the store to buy a lottery ticket. And a jackpot is $300 million. You go home, you look at your lottery ticket, the numbers come across the screen, you don't win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're anticipating winning, but there's a chance that you won't win. You know what I'm saying? You can talk about spending this money and what you're going to do with it, but it's not yours. How can you, you know what I'm saying? How you can be upset about something that does not belong to you? How can you just give up on a team because they didn't get a guy that never been here in the first place? Now, this isn't like we're talking about Michael Thomas here. If you felt this way at the beginning of the season because of Michael Thomas' injury, I feel like you're well within your means to believe that because he plays for the team. And you know what he can bring to the table. But a guy that hasn't been here and your wishful thinking all of a sudden just destroys how you feel about the Saints. Well, number one, I would question your fandom in that situation. Now, I'm not saying that due to the fact that the Saints have had injuries and some key positions are down, I can understand your reluctancy about the playoffs or 
them winning the division. I can understand that. But for people to say that just because we didn't get a guy who has never been on his team, but who has never contributed in no way, shape, or form, no way, shape, or form, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can you know what I'm saying? How can you sit up here and be upset about that? You know, so that's the way I look at it. And I'm looking at somebody come across the screen and say, I sound mad and petty. The only thing I would say to you is go check out my previous shows. Okay. I never seen you before. I never seen you in the chat. So obviously you never seen the state of the saints podcast. Cause if you did, you wouldn't even think that I'm being petty because even before the dude signed, go back and check out my rhetoric and what I had to say about that. I said that even if Odell Beckham signs with the new Orleans saints, he still would have something to prove because he'd been making it off that catch and, and that one hand snag on Sunday night football in his rookie season. So First off, make sure that if you're telling me I sound like sour grapes, make sure that you have something to back it up. Not just the show that I'm doing live, but check out the shows that I did in the past. I've never seen you before. You're brand new. Okay. And put a face on that name, by the way. Okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna come with it, come correct. Come with a face on top of a name. And make sure that you come with the fact that you actually watch the State of the Saints podcast and not coming in brand new. All right. So it is what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and read some of your comments and uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, break it down. See what you all have to say. And then we're going to also talk about some of these injuries, but I'm going to read some of your comments also. We're going to start with Kim. Kim says, Skip Bayless uh, spoke facts about Odell and his ego. Odell has a big ego. Odell wants to be the center of attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just the way that he is. He's always been that way. We know that right and you know what i'm saying i don't think that is ever just going to change so I, I mean look do i feel like if odell came to new orleans he would have been able to contribute absolutely you'll be a fool if you ain't think so but like i said after the the story came out about him taking some time to figure some things out i was off the wing i was off you know what I'm saying? Like, I was I was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you want to do is fine. Whatever. You want to sign with the Saints? Cool. If you don't, fine. Because when people do stuff like that, it just shows me, you know what I'm saying? You got that prima donna type attitude, and I don't want nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put it to you like this. I don't care if you can make the layup, you can shoot the three, you can slam dunk. You know what I'm saying? If you're not looking at the other four guys that's playing around you, and you're not looking at it as a team, I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather go out here with the four other guys that probably not as talented as you, and we roll and we fight together as a team than to be like it's a one-man show. I don't roll like that, okay? So after that whole story came out, I was off. Whatever happened, it happened. Because I'm looking at a team that's five and three, and they was winning games with Odell, without Odell, and they can win games even though he's not here. So it is what it is. Uh, let's see. They are playing young players yeah young inexperienced players young inexperienced players that's doing what they can you know what i'm saying are they talented you know what i'm saying yeah in ways are they number one receivers absolutely not are they bottom tier receivers you can make that argument you know what i'm saying like did they stink it up last week hells to the yay but you do have a lot of guys out there that are role players you don't have your main guy and it's understandable you know what I'm saying? You're not going to be as formidable because you don't have your number one receiver. But at the same time, the Saints have found ways to win. Find, you know what I'm saying? Found ways to win through the running game, through the passing game, through special teams. They found ways to do this defensively, make generating turnovers. They have found ways to win. So the Saints will continue to find ways to win throughout this season. Is it going to be tough? Absolutely. But I trust this organization and they're going to do what they can. And as long as the Saints play tough, I think we all can understand that, you know what I'm saying, they're behind the eight ball. And they have been kind of snake bitten this season. But as long as they continue to fight, I'm okay with that. OBJ just wanted the L.A. limelight. Soon he will be used up, kicked to the curb, and no good to any team like Ty Gurley. Look, Alpha Sports, look, I'm not going to – I'm not saying that the guy ain't going to do nothing. I, I would be a fool to feel that way. and that would be sour grapes for me to say oh he ain't gonna do nothing with los angeles that would be sour grapes 
I'm not going to suspend the fact that the dude is talented. Do I feel like he's going to make some plays? Absolutely. But at the same time, I do agree with what you're saying about him wanting that L.A. limelight because that is what he's in search for. The New York spotlight. He was the toast of the town. When he got that one-hand snag, you know what I'm saying, against Carr on Sunday Night Football, he became almost like the face of the New York Giants. You know what I'm saying? Even though they had Eli Manning. He was doing, that's the reason why he goes out there with the headphones on, with the funny visors and catching these pillowette passes at the beginning of, you know what I'm saying, at the beginning of, uh, you know, warm-ups and stuff like that. He likes to be the center of attention. But he is a talented guy. I'm not going to take that away from him. But, you know, he, he to me, yes, he did choose Los Angeles because of their location more so than the team. He hadn't did crap since that one-hand catch against Dallas. He has a lot to prove. And I, I said that, you know, he has a lot to prove, uh, Kenosha. He, he definitely has a, a, a lot to prove as a wide receiver. And he and, and a lot of people, it, it's almost like to me, it's like Jadavion Clowney, right? Jadavion Clowney has been making it off his potential for years, right? What, what he's capable of doing. OD, uh, o, uh, OBJ came into the league. And he took the lead by storm. And now, you know what I'm saying, he kind of solidified himself at the beginning. Now people know what he's capable of. And now he's making it off it, that. But he hasn't done nothing in years. Seriously. It, it's not, it, like I said, it's not sour grapes. He, he hasn't. He has not done anything in a, in a very long time. Uh, we going to be all right. Uh, this is a new beginning and we still got to grow and jail catch us in two years with the same players working together it is what it is this is a five and three team right despite the fact that they had injuries throughout the entire year despite the fact that you know you know you had like issues you know what i'm saying with the coaching staff i mean things have really been hitting the new orleans saints and yet they still found ways to be second in the division as of right now beating the division leaders in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's pretty impressive. And that's why I just don't understand why people can talk about this team tanking. Like, are you crazy? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. Why would you want this team to tank? Tank for what? Like, what do you want the Saints to tank for? Like, what, what exactly are they tanking for? If you look at college football, who is a number one? Like, who is a surefire, high-quality player you know what I'm saying? At the quarterback position, for those that may not like Trevor Simeon, for those that may not like Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, who is a top player that the Saints can go after? You can find a receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when the last time somebody drafted a receiver number one? What, Keyshawn Johnson maybe? Years ago. So you can find a receiver anywhere. You found Michael Thomas, what, in the second round? Right? You found Brandon Cooks late in the first round. You know what I'm saying? You found Marcus Coasting in the seventh round. So what, what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I don't get it. What are you tanking for? What, what are you tanking for? Like, the Saints are really good defensively. It's the calling card of the team as of right now. They go as the defense goes. You got pass rush. You got guys up front. You got good linebackers. You got good secondary players. What the heck are they actually tanking for? What, what Like, what is the... What is the thought pattern, the thought process of them tanking? What are they tanking for exactly? Like, exactly why would the Saints want to give up this season and throw in a towel? For what? What are they throwing it in for? Makes no sense whatsoever. Kamara injury is a bigger issue than not landing Odell. Hopefully Ingram bakes the all-time record on Sunday. Uh, that's, 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 a, that's a surefire conclusion right there. He only needs 20 yards, Derek. I, I'm not a a betting man, but I would bet <laughs> that Mark Ingram breaks that record this Sunday against the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Kimberly says, "Shout out to our young uh, unrestricted free and wide receiver for stepping up and learning every step of the way." And also, shouts out to them brothers, man, who who wasn't you know what I'm saying just wave you know what I'm saying just waving a pom pom for OBJ. They like, well, if he comes, he comes. But, you know what I'm saying, we're going to do what we got to do. And, and, and shouts out to the Saints organization for not bending over backwards and soiling themselves and, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know what I'm saying, and getting rug burns 
for being on a being on their knees begging OBJ to come to New Orleans. One thing you can say about the Saints, and I've said this on social media, I said it on Twitter, the Saints are going to stay true to themselves. They're going to tell you how you fit in their organization. They're going to show you them. They're going to show you what they're willing to give you. And if you don't want to accept, they're like, okay, we still going to win without you. Shots out to them. They're not like some of these other organizations who try to make things work when they just won't work. And, and I, I got so much respect for the New Orleans Saints for that because you got some organizations that are willing to just do any and everything just to get the best players on the field, even if there's not a spot for them. Don't believe me? The Los Angeles Rams went out there and they got Deshaun Jackson uh, in the offseason. You know what I'm saying? We all know how special Deshaun Jackson is as a downfield threat, and they couldn't even use the dude. They couldn't even use him. He wasn't happy in Los Angeles. So he goes to the, to the Raiders, but they just getting guys just to get him. No, no real spot for him. No idea about what they want to do with him. None of that stuff. But the Saints, they, they select guys that fit within their scheme. Guys that they feel like would be good with the culture. Guys that they feel like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, we want you to be here, but we don't need you. And I respect that. You know, you're going to throw your pitch out there. If they don't like the pitch, they want people to the womb with wine, women, and song. Okay, that's not us. Keep it moving. On to Tennessee. And I respect that. Stop ignoring drafting wide receiver Saints uh, wouldn't be in this predicament. I agree with that. I, I agree with that, hey, Buster. I, I definitely agree with that. If you did draft a wide receiver, you would not be in this position. But at the same time, the Saints were going to draft a receiver but the Carolina Panthers jumped in front of them and they got Terrence Marshall. Okay. They, I don't know if they got tipped off at the Saints about to draft them, but the Carolina Panthers jumped in front of the Saints and got Terrence Marshall. So if it wasn't for that LSU wide receiver, former LSU wide receiver, Terrence Marshall will be playing for the Saints. And we know that most likely if Terrence Marshall was out there, you know, it'd be something special. Thought he wanted targets or being number one, man. I knew T, uh, knew too, TJ. He was uh, procrastinating. Uh, when he said, take this time, I knew he was uh, playing. He's not coming to us, basically. You know, but like I said, man, I mean, it's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. Don't mess with him next year either. Haters won't like this one. Nah, I'm, 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 off, the, I'm off the Odell Beckham on train. I'm off the, I'm off the train. Um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, things work out with Michael Thomas and you draft yourself a wide receiver. That, that's what you need to do. No free agents. Get yourself a guy that's young, opposite of Michael Thomas. And you know what I'm saying? Hopefully that guy will be able to pan out and you'll be able to turn that guy into a potential number one receiver as Michael Thomas get older. That, that's what you need to do. Forget about all these free agents. I'm, I'm Look, I'm off the free agent train. Y'all y'all know me. If you've been looking or, or, or listening to the State of the Saints podcast for years, you know. I'm not a real big fan of free agents. I'm not because it takes a special guy to come to an organization when you give them millions upon millions of dollars in X amount of years for them to have that same type of enthusiasm and that same type of energy they have when they got full pockets and they got a full belly. I want a hungry young guy that has something to prove that plays with pride every time they hit the field. I'm not a real big fan of some of these guys. I I'm really not. I'm not. Look, I, like to me, when I look at guys like, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's going to visit the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans this week. I look at it like, man, what a prima donna. Keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like guys that make the phone calls or they tell their agents, okay, man, check this out right here. I like this organization right here. You know what I'm saying? I heard they wanted to talk to me. Let's make this happen. But when guys try to make this seem like this is a college trip, when you know that you're going to commit to UCLA, but you're still going to go visit Alabama and Florida and, and, you know what I'm saying, and I don't know, in Clemson because you've never been in this part of the country. Like, guys like that, man, miss me with that nonsense. Those are users, and those are guys that I feel like teams can't trust. Like, it, it don't take that much. I tell y'all right now, okay, when I was growing up as a kid, my dream was to go to Tuskegee University. That was, my like, my number one school. 
when I went to Tuskegee for the first time in seventh grade, I said I wanted to go to Tuskegee University. Now, I didn't end up going to Tuskegee because I majored in history in my freshman year and they didn't have a history program at that particular time. But I knew, you know what I'm saying? So if I was to go to visit Morehouse, if I would go visit FAMU, if I would went go visit Southern, I would have just been wasting the recruiters and the Office of Admissions time because I knew in my heart where I wanted to go. So if they had a history program, why would I want to get on a bus and travel? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because I've never been to Florida. And I, I man, I, I just feel like I, I don't trust individuals like that. You know, and, and sometimes a part of me, I'm glad. Like, it was like a couple years ago with Adama Kinsu. He visits Tennessee. He visits New Orleans. It, guys like that just want their ego to be stroked. You know, they, they, they just want their egos to be stroked. So, I mean, I'm not in the ego stroke business, okay? I, I pitch things to you. You know what I'm saying? I pitch it to you. You like it. You don't like it. If I'm not your acquired taste, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Agree to disagree. Keep it moving. But I'm not trying to sit on here and have rug burns on my knees for begging you to come to do anything for me. I'll be all right, right? That, that's just the way that I roll. You know what I'm saying? If I got a good idea, I feel like my idea is is – it's worth the worth attention, you know what I'm saying? Worth investing in. You see that my idea is working. You see that what I'm investing in is, you know what I'm saying, is making money or, or generating attention. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of it? You know, if you're not, why are you wasting my time? You know what makes him great, uh, Saints? Anola kicking nets on the sideline with the Giants, acting like a baby. Well, that was a couple of years ago, but, you know, I just think that this guy has an ego. Hey, Adam Troutman uh, gets his mind right and gets some big catches. Uh, lots of expectations for him. Well, you know, Adam Troutman has been a huge disappointment this season. I'm not willing to give up on the dude because, I mean, this is the first year as a starter. But I think a lot of who, members of the Who That Nation felt as if Adam Troutman would have gave them more. But shouts out to Trevor Simeon. Now, he might end up being something because Adam because Trevor Simeon is forcing the issue. I mean Adam Troutman probably got more targets <laughs> last week than I ever seen because uh Trevor Simeon was forcing him to football. It was like okay man look this this thing gonna work. So maybe Trevor Simeon will make you know make Adam Troutman look like something. Uh you get my email about a running game, TJ. Uh Josh, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get your email, man. I'm sorry. I, I have to check it out, take a look at it. Uh, I always knew he wasn't going to come to the Saints. He to Hollywood. I wish they wouldn't have went after Josh Reynolds. That's what I was saying, man. I wish they would have went after Josh Reynolds before he got uh picked up uh by the Detroit Lions. I wish he would have too, but hey, where the hell would Jawan Johnson do can play? I don't know. I don't know what happened, but, you know, I, I don't feel like the Saints are good enough <laughs> at, at pass catches. If they don't have enough good pass catches for them to want to, de- uh, you know what I'm saying, make anybody inactive, <laughs> for real. Uh, good evening. Uh, who that, TJ? Uh, let's see. Uh, he was not an active roster because of adding uh, a new, uh, I mean, adding an extra lineman. Uh, for one block plays okay but i mean do good in the red zone you know better than adam troutman is in the red zone so why wouldn't you have him out tj i agree with you uh we're winning without him i hope that our defense will just stay healthy mike t is going so let go with what we have uh being going with all year long look the the defense is really good when they're good they're great when they're not they you know but this team is like way too inconsistent. Defensively, they way too inconsistent. And even though we 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 you know talk about this defense being great, we say all these good things about this defense. We talk about the defense uh being the, the calling card for the team. They they've been a huge disappointment, you know, and, and, and times where we needed them to step up. Now against Tampa, PJ Williams gets the pick. But last week, you had opportunity to solidify the game, to get a one-point win over the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut the game down, and they didn't do it. And then on top of that, 
for the last couple of weeks inside of the Superdome when this defense should have stepped it up. They made two guys offensive players of the week. Matt Ryan was offensive player of the week last week for the NFC. And then when Daniel Jones was in the Superdome, they made him NFC offensive player of the week. So good defenses aren't making offensive players of the week. So I'm calling out this defense. Okay, you want to call yourselves the best. You want to say you the juice boys and stuff. I ain't going to lie. I don't know what's in that cup. But last week, it was it, it was Sunday Delight. It was uh, it was Welch's grape juice. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it was it was nothing hard inside of that cup at all. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It was. It, I don't. I don't know, man. It was, you know, the heating treat. But it, it damn sure wasn't anything. You know what I'm saying? That was spiked or anything that was rough or tough because their defense played like slow. Okay, and you can't do that, especially when you have an offense that is leaving a lot to be desired on the field. So you can't call yourself one of the best defense. You can't go in, in a in a locker room and talk about, you know, doing, doing a press conference and saying, oh, we want to be the last line of defense on the field. We want to be able to shut the game down and then go out there one-on-one and get smoked by Cadell Patterson or get smoked by Saquon Barkley. You can't do that. You can't do that inconsistency kills this team every time you got to play as if you're playing the tampa bay buccaneers the kansas city chiefs the 49ers the rams every single week they play down to their competition and then you know what i'm saying like when they go out here and they beat stiff competition everybody want to run to the mic everybody want to talk about it. everybody want the attention but when y'all go out there and y'all play like straight trash i mean interviews are few and far in between nah keep that same energy when you're playing Tampa, keep that same energy. When you're playing the Falcons, keep that same energy. When you're playing the Giants, because good teams don't lose to teams like that, and they don't lose the teams inside of their home stadium like that. Especially when when crowd people in the crowd are losing their voices, going hoarse, not being able to talk to their coworkers on Monday morning because they gave it their all on Sunday. Like it, it can't be that way. You know, like, so to me, this defense is a huge disappointment. Too inconsistent. This is an inconsistent football team. Inconsistent football teams find themselves watching the playoffs on the couch. I think uh, Peyton's calls a better game when a team is limited because he has to really focus. Yeah, that is true, Lavelle, because what he does is he has to focus in on the real true playmakers. And he also has to pay attention to these details. So, I do expect for him to call a better game against Tennessee. Technically, the season is not halfway over. Well, still got a lot, you know, still got a lot of season left. And the Saints, you know, the Saints, uh, I, I can see the Saints still making the playoffs. I don't think that there are seven teams better than the Saints. Thomas should have had surgery a hell of a lot sooner than he did, bro. What the hell is going on? Look, I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. I said this on the last show. I'm not going to go up here and predict what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he pulled a Scotty Pippen. I don't know if he just tried to work it out in the offseason. I don't know if he got the wrong advice. I don't know what's happening. All I know is they really needed this guy at the beginning of the season, and it didn't work that way. So I don't know what happened. Hopefully they can work it out. But it seems like Michael Thomas hasn't played. And, you know, it's, it's going on two seasons where this guy – has really, you know what I'm saying, solidified himself as one of the best in the league. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about this. These Tank fans are so crazy. Anybody that's talking about being tanking, like, you're an idiot. I'm just being serious. You're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. You know, if you think that the Saints need to uh, tank. That, that, that just, that, that's ridiculous. That's a waste of time. It's not even worth discussion and to be honest with you um thank you very much for the five dollars said tj we are not making it nowhere in the playoffs with the wide receivers we got sorry to say uh sorry to say it but if we're losing to atlanta then this is really almost no hope and fobj well look this is a division game you know what i'm saying everybody knows everybody if you're playing in a division you know that person's tendencies. You know that team 
what they do best. You know their best players. You know their worst players. You know how they exploit the guys that are weak links. So I'm not going to really buy into that. You can't say that the Saints, you know, you know, losing to the Falcons, that's the reason they're not going to play the uh, play in the playoffs because, hell, they beat the best team in the NFC that in some people's eyes in the, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat, the, the, you know what I'm saying, arguably the best team in the NFC who only got one loss in the Green Bay Packers. You cannot say that the Saints don't belong in the upper echelon because when they play the upper echelon, they beat them. They, they beat them. The Saints have beaten some of the best teams in, in the league. But they lose to the worst teams in the league. That's why I say it's inconsistency. If the Saints were losing to Tampa and losing to the Giants, then I can make then, then I'd be like, okay, cool. But they beat the Green Bay Packers, who only got one loss, if I'm not mistaken. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who only got two losses, right? They they beat the, the New England Patriots, who have been on a roll. Who, you know what I'm saying, who really, to me, probably, you know what I'm saying, going to be there in the end when it comes to the AFC East. So for me, I can't say that they can't make the playoffs because the two teams that people are putting in the power rankings every single week, they beat them and beat them decisively, by the way. So it's hard for me to say, oh, man, they, they, man, they, they, like, come on, man. They play down to their competition. That is the biggest issue with the New Orleans Saints. They play down to their competition. When they look at the guys on the schedule, they feel like those guys can't match their energy. They can't match their enthusiasm. They can't match their play calling. And they go out there and they play as such. The Saints play like slow last weekend. We know it. When the Saints are dialed in, when it's America's game of the week, you know what I'm saying? When, when the Superdome is loud, when the swag is high, when they're on primetime television, they play like world beaters. Both those 12 o'clock games, when they playing against Matt Ryan, or they playing against Sam Darnold, or they playing against Daniel Jones, then all of a sudden, they, it's like they forget how to play football, or they forget they're one of the best teams in the league. That is inconsistency. Don't tell me that the New Orleans Saints aren't good enough to make the playoffs. Because the teams that everybody is picking and choosing – they're beating. So it's, I, I can't accept that. I can't. I cannot accept that. If they were getting whooped, beat to sleep by the NFL's elite, the NFC's elite, then I would have been like, okay, you know, okay, cool. All right. I, I mean, I can see. Okay, Google, man. I ain't talking to you. But anyway, let's see. Um, Okay, that's my Google Mini. But anyway, uh, let's see. Jerry says my high school football team ended their season tonight. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm, you know, tough. I, I assume you're talking about the playoffs. You know, unfortunate. But you know, if they if they ended their season, were they in the playoffs or they were just the end of the regular season? Jerry can't be called great defense, giving up over 350 plus yards. And them trash, dirty birds. Absolutely. You can't do that. Can't do that. Have been impressed thus far with 20 Pete or Warner. What you think? Who that is? Pete Warner is really good. He's improving every single week. He's becoming really knowledgeable at a game. He flies around the field. He's really good in coverage. He's good at uh, guarding uh, tight ends and running backs. And and if you're being honest with yourself, uh, he's playing better than Quan Alexander at the position as of right now. This is not your year, bro. It's not about being a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I it's not about being a year. Okay. We we talk about, we talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, people look at it like this, okay? We have been programmed to feel like, you know what I'm saying? A team success is by just them winning the Super Bowl, right? That that's what it is, okay. That's what that's what we become programmed with. So if you not win the Super Bowl, your your season is a failure. Okay, okay, only one team can win the Super Bowl. But tell a Cleveland Browns fan that. Tell a Cleveland tell a Cleveland Browns fan that last year was a failure to them. A team that hasn't sniffed the playoffs. 
since what 2003 2004 tell them that i guarantee you if you ask a cleveland brown fan was last year a failure they'll be like man you crazy i'm just happy they made the playoffs okay the fact that the new orleans saints with all of the things that they've been through this season all the injuries key players being out coaches being out all these different things this for the saints to make the playoffs number one if the saints make the playoffs sean Payton winning coach of the year okay i mean it's just as simple as that if the saints make the playoffs i think we all would even if they were to lose we probably would be like, man, look, we, we had all this stuff and they still made a run at it. It's not like how it was when Drew Brees was here. Now, we can talk about the Super Bowl and have a Super Bowl aspirations, but at this particular time, if you're talking about a Super Bowl for the New Orleans Saints, I mean, I'm the biggest New Orleans Saints fan you're going to find, but that's wishful thinking. For the Saints to make the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. That, that would be a little bit of a stretch. You know what I'm saying? But all the adversity that they're going through. Like, so that that's just the way that I'm looking at it. That is, I mean, you go from at the beginning of the season looking like, okay, I'm going to just play this season by ear to, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's just see what this team can do. I mean, all these injuries, man, I'm the biggest Saint fan in the world, but you have to be realistic about this thing, man. What's your take on Cam back in Carolina? I'm happy for Cam Newton. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he made it back uh, to where it all started for him. And Cam Newton belongs in the NFL. So I'm happy that he he found his way back. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a starter. Um, You know, I'm happy for him. Saints like a box of chocolates. Absolutely. You never know what you're going to get from him. 63% chance to make the playoffs. I like those chances. They they will have to like fully collapse. That's what I said. I agree. TJ was having them. What running back will help uh, out Mark Ingram this week? Probably Dwayne Washington. Uh, I can see Deontay Harris probably, you know what I'm saying, catching a little bit. You know, I, I can probably see that. And, and I don't know if they have, uh, you know, a pass catcher, Bob. I just think that. Uh, Mark Ingram probably going to get the majority of the carries. You probably have Dwayne Washington backing him up, you know, freeing up some, you know, some some carries for him. We play better when our fans are behind us. I don't get some of uh, you who that fans. Come on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think that a lot of these fans not used to being in this situation. And I've said this before. You know, if you've been a fan of the New Orleans Saints uh, since Drew Brees came, all you know is really success. You know what I'm saying? Success, being in a fight, you know, like putting up a lot of points, not really, you know what I'm saying, being behind the eight ball. You've never really been in this position. So a lot of the Saints fans don't really know what it's like to be in this position because they don't remember some of these times that we remember as, as kids growing up in the 90s, in the early 2000s. All they remember is like the Saints being successful. I mean, I mean, for all the new uh, listeners of the podcast, I've said this all the time. If you 10, if you were 10 when Drew Brees came, you're 25, 26 years old. So all you remember is Drew Brees being your quarterback, right? If you're eight, you know what I'm saying? You know, like 23. Like all you remember is Drew Brees being your quarterback. You don't remember like some of these times. So, you always can remember the Saints being down, but number nine bringing them back. So a lot of them are accustomed to the Saints having number nine. And no matter if they have a bad offense, who's hurt, who's out, who's the wide receiver, who's the cornerback, we had number nine. He'll be able to erase a deficit, and the Saints had a chance at the playoffs. But now you don't have that, and it's like, what we do now? You know, but – I just think to me this season has really shown how good Sean Payton is as a coach and how he is getting the right coaching staff together. Because I promise you, bro, if it was any other coach, any other organization, there's no way in the world they'll be five and three. 
No way. There's no way in the world a team would be five and three dealing with the Saints have dealt with. You have guys who they lose a running back, one running back, one wide receiver, one cornerback, and they cannot muster up any type of momentum to win football games. This team has been without their left tackle and will be on Sunday. They've been without the number one wide receiver all season long. They've been without, you know, like cornerbacks, kickers, linebackers, uh, offensive linemen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like all these different, all, all these different situations, and they still found ways to be in the game and win football games. To me, that is that is only because of an organization that has a really solid head coach and a bunch of high character guys inside of your locker room that rally around each other to say, hey, we may be down, but it's really next man up. You see other teams say that, but it's a cliche. When you look at the New Orleans Saints, it's a lifestyle. It's a difference. With other teams, it's a cliche. It's a, it's a saying. With the Saints, it's a lifestyle. I feel like the New Orleans Saints are one of the only teams that really live by that moniker of next man up. Like, they they embrace that. Like, that's really embedded into the coach because there's no way in the world that I can't believe that after some of the losses they've had this season at these key positions. Ghostface, thank you very much uh, for the $5. Say who that TJ, hope all is well for you, my friend. Ghostface, thank you very much for being here and catching the live. Uh, yeah, everything is fine for me, man. I appreciate that. My, um, after King Arthur, I want to go ahead and talk about some of these injuries. TJ, who told who that nation that being a fan means you can't be critical of the team? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I don't pay attention to them guys. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't care. You don't, you know, you can't tell me <laughs> that I'm not a fan because of what I'm saying. I, and honestly, I can care less. I don't care. You know, like, who are you to tell me or anybody else that they're not a fan? Like, you sound like, you know, sound like a fool, you know? Like, do are you like the, <laughs> who who died and made you the, the president, the grand poopah of all Saints fans all across the country and around the world. Like, knock it off, man, and give me a break. Uh, but I want to take this time out to thank uh, one of the sponsors of the State of the Saints podcast, DraftKings. DraftKings, uh, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, says, this Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy football contest DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to all you have to do is download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use the promo code SOTS just bet one dollar on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win one hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point once again that promo code is SOTS this Thanksgiving DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL and official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Make sure, once again, you use that promo code SOTS. I'm going to read a few more comments, then we're going to go ahead and head up out of here. Uh, it says, uh, Aaron Brooks lost his offensive coordinator. That was a different era. <laughs> uh, dead last in passing yardage all year, still five and three which shows you that you don't need to throw the ball all over the place to be successful, CT Crusher. Them Aaron Brooks days, yeah. Aaron Brooks was up and down. Wasn't one of my favorite quarterbacks. Y'all know where I stand with that. Had season tickets since 04. I still remember Ty Baldwin, Brooks, <laughs> Antoine Smith, Fred McAfee. Yeah, Fred McAfee, special teams, one of the greatest special team players Saints history. When Mike McCartney left the Saints, Aaron Brooks was no longer the same. 
and so went the Saints offense. Yeah, Mike McCartney, a lot of people don't know the former Dallas Cowboys uh, head, well, the Dallas Cowboy head coach uh, was the offensive coordinator of the Saints. A lot of people don't know that. Jake DeLome should have started over Brooks, but they didn't have a, uh, they didn't give him a shot. Yeah, because everybody wanted Eric. And we seen what Jake did with Carolina. He only led them to the Super Bowl, but who about uh, Till, uh, TJ, I said Till. <laughs> TJ, you like Ruby in the slot this week. Man, I ain't going to lie to you. Bradley Ruby been looking like slow. If I'm, if I'm comparing him to all the other uh, cornerbacks that are on the team, he's been missing tackles. He's been out of position. And, um, man, the Saints traded a third-round pick for this dude. I, I want people to put this in perspective. Okay, I want to put this in perspective for people, I should say. This dude garnered a, a higher draft pick than Stephon Gilmore <laughs> when, when, the, when the Patriots traded him to the Panthers. Let that sink in. The Saints gave up a third-round pick for Bradley Rowe. The Patriots got what they, what they, uh, what they got, like a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick for Stephon Gilmore, the former defensive player of the year. And for Bradley Roby to play like he did last week, week before last, uh, I ain't going to lie to you, man. He looking real suspect out there. He looking like straight smoke brisket out there week after week. And I, I don't like it. You ain't a real fan if you're not critical of the team. I won't say that. Some people, some people are real fans and not critical of the team. All I'm saying is, if you have something to say, I don't feel like that's a deal breaker for you being a fan. I, I, I mean, even if you don't say nothing. TJ, did you get a score prediction yet? No, that's going to be on the next show. I usually get my score predictions the day of the game or probably the day before the game. So that, that's going to come on a prediction show. But I got to talk about this, man. I got to talk about the injuries. Uh, some of you probably already know um, the Saints put uh, rookie Peyton Turner on injury reserve. Um, he's been dealing with injuries throughout the season. Uh, you also have uh, Toronto Armstead, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, they're going to be out this week, you know, so and also C.J. Garner Johnson, who has been walking around with a walking boot on. Uh, you know, he's going to be out of this game. So you got your star left tackle. <laughs> The, the, the heartbeat of the Saints offense, Alvin Kamara. And you have C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was really making some noise in that last game against the Falcons before he went out uh, with a broken foot. So the, the hits just keep on coming for the New Orleans Saints. But at the same time, you have the Tennessee Titans, who've been dealing with injuries. We know that they signed uh, Adrian Peterson. They signed him. Uh, Derrick Henry is out for the season. You got... Julio Jones, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. So both teams are banged up, and both teams are going to have to find ways to try to win uh, without some of their star power. So the way I look at it, it's going to be a tough game for both sides. Uh, I would wish that the New Orleans Saints would have had a home game, but a part of me is glad that the Saints are playing away because I know people get mad at me for saying this, but the Saints play better away than they do at home. <laughs> I mean, the Saints, like the crowd is loud and it's exciting and stuff, but Saints ain't been winning many games at home lately. They lost against the Giants. They lost last week against the Falcons. So I just feel like maybe it's just the adversity of the crowd booing them and not being for them. Maybe that'll get them motivated. So maybe the Saints don't need no home cooking. Or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they just need to play a game away. But I, I just think that against the Tennessee Titans, I think that, you know, they're going to have to be able to uh, play the game a little bit differently. You don't have Alvin Kamara catching the ball out of backfield, uh, making people miss. Uh, but at the same time, you still have Mark Ingram, a guy who can catch out of backfield, who really is good in the screen game, a guy that's good, you know what I'm saying, at, at a variety of things, also blitz pickup. So I, I think the Saints actually have a chance. Uh, I think that you're going to have to muddy up the field. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are a rough and rugged team. And um, I think this is a good matchup for the New Orleans Saints, who are slowly becoming a rough and rugged team. And, you know, it's not the most exciting thing that you're ever going to see. And I know we're not throwing the ball all over the place like the days of yesteryear when we had Drew. 
But look, I'm I'm at a point where a win is a win. Uh, the Saints don't have an identity. I don't feel like the Saints are going to have an identity for the rest of the season. I just think that the Saints are just going to be one of those teams that are just going to be, you know, being those ugly fights. You know what I'm saying? Like you punch me in the face, I punch you in the face. You uppercut me, I uppercut you. You hit me in the ribs, I hit you in the ribs. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, whoever left standing, you know what I'm saying, cut, bruised, and batted, that's who's going to be the winner. Kind of kind of similar to if you ever seen, you know, one of those Rocky movies when he fought Apollo Creed, when both of them knocked each other down and, you know what I'm saying? Whoever stood up last, who was Rock, which was Rocky Balboa, won the fight. I think a lot of Saints games are going to be like that. I think a lot of Saints games this season are going to be one of those games that are on the edge of your seat, probably be a little bit boring, probably don't be as exciting as other games. But as long as the Saints find ways to win, I think that's what it's going to be. But this Tennessee Titans team, they're tough, man. They're, they're a really tough team. And uh, honestly, I will say this, if the Saints, you know, I won't say it. I'll I just, I just keep that to myself for the predictions. But Damien says, uh, hey, TJ, I'm uptown New Orleans all day. We've been through a hurricane, displaced for weeks, injury, riddled, and dudes going to jail, and we're still 5-3 and three without Breeze. I'll take that, homie. That's why I love my team. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I love the Saints, you know. I wouldn't give it up for I won't give it up for anything in the world. You know, some people like to jump off bandwagons when they don't see teams or finding teams having the same type of success when they were cheering and yelling. But I mean, this is all I know. You know, this is all I know right here, man. All I know is Saints football. All I know is, you know, the black and gold in my heart. That's that's all I know. You know what I'm saying? My winning, I mean, losing games and losing consistently is not a deal breaker for me. Uh, them not being front runners is not a deal breaker for me. Um, them not, you know, what I'm saying being considered a playoff team is not a deal breaker for me. I love this football team, you know what I'm saying? And some people are hop on here and grandstand when they win and you know, go missing when they lose, but that ain't me, man. I'm, I'm a Saints fan, win, lose, or draw, and regardless to how. Things may pan out for him. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I love this football team. And, I, and, you know, and I think a lot of people echo my sentiments. I don't think that a lot of members of the Who That Nation, especially those that are checking out this show, I don't think that we're, them losing or them being down due to injuries is going to be a deal breaker. Yes, it don't feel good. Of course, we feel a lot better when the Saints win. But them losing is not going to – you know, kill my my fandom in, in the team. It's not going to destroy my confidence in the team. And that's just the way that I wrote. You know, that's why I don't understand this whole concept of, oh, you know, we need to tank. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? You know, like, I have the same type of enthusiasm as a Saints fan if they have a winning record or a losing record. And you should too. Okay? You know, but... You know, we said this before, you know, you 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 find out how they say you separate the wheat from the tear if you're a Bible reader, right? You 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 can you know what I'm saying you know who the wheat is and who the tear. Eventually it's gonna it's gonna show itself, okay? When harvest time, you know what I'm saying? When when hard times come through, you're gonna find out who the wheat and who the tear is, you know what I'm saying? So you're gonna find out who the real Saints fans are, and you're gonna find out who the ones that have been perpetrating. But hey. TJ, uh, I noticed on a Falcon jersey, they put a choke hazard on the front of the jersey instead of on the tag. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, look, uh, the Falcons got bragging rights just for, you know what I'm saying, until we play them next time. Uh, they played a better game. You know, like usually I, I clown the Falcons, but they had a better game. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they won the game. You know what I'm saying? They played better than the Saints, and I can't take that away from them. Not this time, at least. Not this time. Uh, I believe in New Orleans Saints, whoever the quarterback is, whoever the wide receiver, whoever the running back, or whoever the head coach is. Me too. By the way, uh, have you been to the gym, TJ? You know I'm on you. Uh, and what's the deal, um, again, with the state of the game? Uh, Damien, uh, yeah, man, honestly, I mean, I got man, I got treadmill. Um, I bench press, and you know what I'm saying? I got curls and stuff like that, you know, weights inside the house. So, I mean, I've been doing that. You know what I'm saying? I've been bench pressing and curling. 
uh, at the house and also, you know what I'm saying, using the house treadmill. As far as the state of the game, uh, once again, you know what I'm saying, that, that's just on hold as of right now. I said, I take, you know, taking on a new job, new position. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying, a lot of my time is kind of focused on that right now. And also just all the, man, just all the endorsements and everything we got going over here on the State of the Saints podcast. So that takes up a lot of my uh, attention as well. So um want to really get the state of the game going, but just all the stuff that I have going and it just, you know, it just seems like it's just not the right time right now. Uh, I believe in the New Orleans Saints, whoever. Oh, I already read that one. Uh, let's see. Jay says, who that TJJ? What's going on? And um, I'm going to read one more, and then we're going to go ahead and head up out of here. And it's going to be from Keen Art to say, TJ, what's up with these clown coverages at times? We weren't uh, having those issues till recently. Uh, you know, I really don't know what's going on with that. I'm really just sad. I'm really dissatisfied, Keen Arthur, with the way that the Saints ended that game on the last drive. Maybe it had a lot to do with C.J. Garner-Johnson and them having to change up the coverages uh, due to the fact that, you know, maybe he wasn't in the game or it just was a bad coverage call. But they're they going to have to change some things up. C.J. Garner-Johnson is really good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He he makes he helps the Saints do a lot of different things. But, yeah, they're going to have to change some things up, man. You got P.J. Williams in playing in, in the safety position. But you don't have that guy, you know what I'm saying, that's, you know, that can, you know, run and try to get the blitz, guy that can tackle and CJ Garner Johnson, at least for the next couple of weeks. I mean, if he got a broken, he got a broken foot, he's going to be out for at least, you know what I'm saying, another three to four weeks. He's going to be out for at least a month. So you got to find ways to do it, man. You got to find ways to make things happen. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really, a big Q, Hoodie Juve, and crew. Uh, who that nation chat line i seen big q uh you know he was going live and honestly that was one of the reasons why i decided to kind of uh wait for a little while to do it man you know what i'm saying i want people i know a lot of people check out big q and i don't want to you know what I'm saying? i want to be disrespectful to that you know what i'm saying so shouts out to that brother you know what i'm saying always doing really good things over there on that side uh you know what i'm saying good mind good solid brother shouts out to hoodie jew uh, you know what I'm saying? Definitely want to be a part of his show. I seen his email, but late. And I think last week he uh he invited me to be on his show. Definitely want to get with him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To be a part of that. And my schedule has just been absolutely crazy, man. Like normally, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know, man, I can do like <laughs> three, four shows a week, sometimes twice in a day, but I don't have that type of time anymore, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just so focused on like some some of these different things with and just a lot of things going on right now. But definitely, you know what I'm saying, want to continue to give you all content. Shouts out to those brothers uh, continuing to uh, give good information about the New Orleans Saints and all the Saints podcasters out there, man, that's, uh, you know, just starting out, the guys that just been grinding or trying to grind and trying to find that lane. Man, shouts out to you. Uh, definitely need all of the content that we can get, especially the way that things are going. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Definitely the way things are going when it comes to the national media. Definitely aren't going to get us Saints a lot of credit. So we definitely need as many podcasts as we possibly can uh, to shed light on how good this 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 fan base is, this team is. And uh, shouts out to everybody out there, you know what I'm saying, that, that support the State of the Saints podcast. But thank you so much. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Make sure y'all use the promo code State of Saints. Uh, check out the new body wash. <clears throat> excuse me and the shampoo and conditioner that they have available use the promo code state of saints also special thanks to DraftKings. previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm you all have a good morning noon night whenever you're checking out this podcast and we'll be back to give you all the predictions on the next episode but like always all i gotta say is who that <laughs>